Revelations chapter number 2, verse number 5. It says, Remember therefore from whence thou have fallen, and repent, and do the first works of thou, or else I will come unto thee quickly. Underline that. I will come unto thee quickly, and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Verse number 16. Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against with them with the sword of thy mouth. Verse chapter number 3. Verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man have taken thy crown. Go to chapter 22. Verse number 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed he that keepeth the saying of the prophecy of this book. Verse number 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. In verse number 20. He which testify these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you for each one of us here, Lord. We pray for those who are sick. Lord, we just ask you to touch them and strengthen them and give them uh, the healness that needs to be back at the appointed time, Father. We just ask you in order to, to touch hearts this morning. Uh, Lord, uh, may I say something that will... Uh, prick the hearts. May you move in the spirit with them, and Lord, and just show them what they need this morning. And Father, we'll just praise you for all that you do. Empty me yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. This morning I would like to preach on this thought. Ready or not, here he comes. Ready or not, here he comes. Six times in the last book of your Bible, three at the beginning of the book and three times at the end of the book the Lord Jesus Christ tells us he's coming quickly now I know that what goes through some of your minds uh, preachers saying uh, something like this well uh, preacher it's been now 2,000 years uh, and, and he's not shown up yet evidently that's not too quickly but the truth it is God does not work on your time schedule God is not restricted by Big Ben. God is not restricted by your alarm clock. Uh, the Bible said a day with the Lord is like a thousand uh, uh, years and a thousand years like a day with the Lord. It doesn't matter how many people try to scoff and mock. Uh, it does not change the fact that he said he's coming. He's coming quickly, he said. The Bible said that there shall come in the last days. And we'd be there. We'd see these last days, scoffers and, and walking after their own lust and, and saying, where's the promise of the coming for, the, uh, for since our fathers are asleep and all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. I remember when I was a child and going to the church, uh, there was always two subjects that was preached on almost every week. No matter what service, uh, it could have been Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday, but uh, these two subjects were always preached on some form or fashion. May I say that the farther along we go, we're getting closer to the Lord's coming. We find that those that are uh, two subjects that are hardly ever heard of, and the preachers don't preach on anymore. You'll find hardly any a, a, a preacher stand up with a heart full of God and a boldness and look at a congregation of people and, and say uh, from the, this awful place called hell, 
where sinners will spend eternity in a lake of fire if they reject the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Well, that's so offensive. Why would you say something like that? That might just turn people off. That just might run people out of the church. That's so negative. That's, that's judgmental. People may look at you like you're outdated, but let me tell you what, hell needs to be preached on more and more today. Because he said, I'm coming quickly. We need to hear more about hell, knowing that, hey, if you reject the gospel, if you live your life the way you would choose to live it, and you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, then hell will be your home. The lake of fire will be your home this morning. They call you a Bible thumper. They call us names. Who cares what the world thinks about you? I'm telling you what, you need to worry about what God thinks about you. I, I'm standing to my master this morning. And, and the long as he smiles and he blessed my ministry, I, I could give a flip what this world thinks about me. He looks at me and that's the one that I need to please. So we don't hear preachers preaching on hell anymore. The other su subject is we don't hear people preaching on heaven anymore. The second coming of Christ. We have stopped telling men and women, boys and girls, Jesus is still coming. We have uh, stopped warning our congregations and stopped warning our communities. Just any day now he can come back. The skies can part and Jesus steps out on the cloud and call his church home. I, I heard a story years ago about a young preacher. He, he just just started the church, he took the church and he's young and he wanted to make an impact in the church so much that he says, I'm going to really preach hard. I'm just going to come at him and I'm going to preach on the second coming of Christ which we need to hear more and more of. And as he was preaching, he was standing on the edge of the platform like this and he'd go right back and Jesus is coming quickly. And he done, they done just what y'all doing. He didn't get no response from anybody. He said, what's going on? He's, uh, I, I'm going to do it again. So he, he's going back like this. And he said he's coming back quickly. He said, nobody said, nobody moved or nothing. So he got a little edge on that. He says, I'm going to give it all I got. He reared back and he said he's coming quickly. When he did that, he flipped over and landed to the lady's lap sitting in the front pew. And she'd been there for years and years, and he jumped up and dusted himself. So, ma'am, I am sorry. I am sorry. She says, don't worry about it. You gave me three warnings that you're coming. <laughs> Christ has given us six warnings that he's coming back. Amen. We ought to know that. He said, I, I come quickly. Can I tell you this morning, that is the way it is in this world. The Lord has told us six times he's coming quickly. 
I'm coming quickly. And one of these days he's going to land smack dab in your lap and he's going to look you dead in your face and then you're going to say, hey, what's up now? Some of you are going to be shocked. Some of you are going to be amazed. Some of y'all are going to wonder what happened. I'm just telling you. But he said over and over and over, I'm coming quickly this morning. Don't be surprised when the winds up, winds up in your lap this morning. And we know that Jesus is coming. And we know the day is drawing nearer and nearer. How, how do you know that the day is getting quicker? How do you know that it's coming? Well, I, let me give you a few things before I get started on how I know that Jesus is coming quickly. He's coming quickly because of the softness of our churches this morning. We know he's coming quickly because of the softness of our churches this morning. We, want to, we wanted to read chapter 2 and chapter 3. I don't have the time, but you go home and read it. But the first three th times Jesus, he says, I come quickly, I come quickly. He's not saying it to the lost people, but he's telling it to the church this morning. He said it to the saved people. He said to the church, he tells the church, you better get ready, you better get your act together because I'm coming quickly. The first time he said it, I come quickly, he said the church that had left their first love. They have grown cold in their passion toward Jesus Christ. The second church he, that he said he wrote to in verse 16 was a church that had allowed false doctrine to slip in. That had allowed doctrine of Balaam to come in that would reach out and grab the world and reach out and grab God's hand and try to get them to interlock with each other, trying to bring them together and make a worldly worship of it this morning. The first two churches that he looked at was a soft church that had lost their first love. The soft church allowed, allowed false doctrine into the church. Can I say this morning, that is where my so many people come to church after they hear the worship and they hear the preaching of the Word of God. And why so many people say, Amen. I didn't know that. I, I, people come here and they say, I didn't know churches still preach that way. I didn't know churches still done that. I didn't know churches still sung those old time songs. I love those songs. I love, I fly away. I just get, and the victory of Jesus, you, can, you, can't, you can't do no better than that. People says, why? I didn't know churches preached that way no more. Why? Because the churches have gotten soft. They don't want to upset nobody. They don't want to get cross nobody. They want everybody to come in and feel all right and make sure that everything you do in your life is good according to you and nobody else. But let me just say this. Your life must walk the mirror of this Word of God. If it doesn't look like the Word of God, you better get right because God is coming back. Amen. Why is it abnormal for us to rejoice and praise God? Why is it abnormal for us to raise our hands? Amen. Why is that? You, I mean, I, I watch churches on TV, and sometimes the preachers preach a good message. 
But everybody's just sitting there. If that's all you get out of church, you ain't getting nothing out of church. I, I mean, I'm just telling you, I told them this morning in Sunday school, I, I thought about putting nails on the outside of the wall and put everybody's name above that nail. When you come in the door, make sure you go to your nail and hang your flesh up. Because the problem is we come into church in the flesh and we try to worship in flesh and you cannot do it. You cannot please God in the flesh. You need to come in the spirit and worship in the spirit and truth. That's the problem. We just got too soft in our churches today. Churches are soft. No, people, people don't like this style of preaching anymore. They don't like it no more. People are too soft today. You, you hear stuff like this. Well, that offended me. That hurt my feelings. Y'all hurt my sensibilities. You know, that's not what bothers me. And I know people say that. I, I know that doesn't bother me. You know what really bothers me? Is those that stand in the pulpit that gives into that garbage of sensibility no hurting your feelings not telling them there is a hell there is the heaven not telling them your sins will take you to hell let me just say this sin is sin i don't care what you've done how far you've done it sin is sin and it will take you to the lake of fire if you don't repent of it well that just hurt my feelings i ain't going back to that church okay I've ran off a few. Probably keep on running off some more. They don't have a desire to please God anymore. They don't have the fire of God in them no more. They just want what they can get. Churches are soft this morning. We know that he's coming quickly because of the signs of the time. Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said this, You hypocrites! You can discern the, fa the face of the sky and the earth. You can tell the weather. You can look at it, but you cannot see the signs of time that Jesus, the Son of God, is here right now. He said, when you look at the evening, you say it'll be fair weather. For the sky is red. Again, in the morning, it will be foul weather. For the sky is red and lowering. Jesus said you can look at the skies and tell what the weather's going to be by the signs, but you can't tell by the signs that the Son of God is here today. That's like Hurricane Ian. Before it even got here, before it got to the United States, we tracked it. I mean, every, every newscast, every uh, weather forecast, you saw, well, this is where Ian is. This is the track that's going to take. This is the, uh, the wind, uh, uh, the staining wind it is. This is what's going to happen. This, it, it tracked it. It prepared people that, hey, this storm is coming. It got everybody prepared. And I, I've been through them down in Florida. I know what they do to prepare. They, they run to the stores and buy everything they can up off the thing. They get wood and they put it on outside. They're preparing for the storm to come. There's a storm coming. There is a storm coming and we're not 
preparing ourselves for the storm. Why? We can look and see, hey, there's a hurricane coming because they're telling us and we can see it being tracked. But I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. You need to get prepared and ready for it. How do you know about the signs of the times? It's like the days of Noah. So shall it be in the Son of the Man. Likewise also in the days of Lot. Those days were not way out there. Those days there. We're living in those days today. They're at our doorstep this morning. And yet we're running around acting like he ain't coming back. He's not coming back. Acting like it never is going to happen. We ain't telling nobody. We're not warning anybody. God help our souls. Jesus is coming and we can see the signs of the time this morning. He's coming back. How do you, how do you know Jesus is coming? Because the scripture tells me. If I never saw one, one backslidden church, if I never saw one sign, I know Jesus is coming back. He said it six times in Revelation, I come quickly, 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 I come quickly. I think that's six times. I think that was six times. If I didn't know anything else, I know he's coming back because in Acts chapter 1, when Jesus uh, boarded that white cloud and, and rode it back into the third heaven, uh, uh, the Bible said there was an angel standing by with white apparel uh, and a young man of Galilee. Uh, why stand you gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, not another one, not a fake one, not an imitation. This same Jesus, the one that born of a virgin, the one was touched the blinded eyes, the one that healed the lame, uh, and this same one that raised the dead, this same one that died on the cross this same one that rose on the third day this same Jesus he's coming back again Paul said for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then that which alive remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. He's coming back. Ready or not, He's coming. Paul, Peter, and John said it. Time in hand. Time in hand. The time is at hand. I believe we're living in the generation right now that's going to hear that trumpet. I believe with the signs of the times, the softening of the church, I believe any moment now the sign, it trumpet could sound and we'll get leaving out of here this morning. Can I say this? He came in the world on time. The Bible said to be born of a virgin, conceived of the virgin, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted, God with us. He came on time. Can I say this? He died on time. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. They're going to betray me and kill me. He died on time. Can I say this? He rose on time. He said, in three days, I will rise again. 
Can I say this? He's coming back on time. It may not be the time that you're looking for. It may not be by our clocks or by our calendars, but He's coming back on time. Bible says, He that shall come will come and shall not tarry. I know He's coming back because He said so. Psalm says, High upon a mountain from where He ascended, an angel of the Lord declared that it would be. He said, Don't stand there grieving for the one that you see leaving. In like manner, He's coming back for you and me. And I believe He's coming back like He said. And I believe the trumpet's going to sound so loud that one day it'll raise the dead. In a twinkling of an eye, He'll split the eastern sky. I believe He's coming back just like He said. He's coming back. I'm telling you this morning, He's coming back, ready or not. Ready or not. There are those that will say, who cares what the Bible says? It's outdated. Nobody believes the Bible anymore. Some of y'all believe everything this world can throw at you. NBC and CBN and CBS, they throw everything at you, give you all this garbage, and you'll take it and you say, yeah, that is the gospel truth. But yet a preacher can stand up and tell you the Bible said Jesus is coming back, and you act like it don't mean anything. But it's still true this morning. He's coming back. He's coming back. Ready or not? Here I come. There's some several things I want to give you that you need to be ready for and prepared for. As they prepared for the storms to come through, they prepared themselves for that storm. I'm trying to give you something this morning to help you prepare for the return of Jesus Christ. First thing you need to do, you need to find your hiding place. What do you mean I better find me a hiding place? Well, we all played this game, hide and go seek. Amen. If you didn't, we'll play it this afternoon. But we played this game, hide and go seek, when I was a kid. And would get, you know, one go get behind the tree and start counting. Sometimes they count to 10, sometimes they count to 20. And everybody was scattered and hide. And that one person would try to come and find them. But I, I find that always when we played that game, there was always one kid. Always one kid. When you go ready to count, they go one, two, they wanted to find somebody because they didn't have to do it again. But there, there was always one kid when they say, go, and you go, he'll run over here. Ready or not, here it comes. <laughs> You're like, freezing's not going, he's going to hide you. <laughs> Amen. Y'all played that game. Amen. He's always running. There's, there's always, and he's completely exposed. You can, never, you can never hide because he's always out in the open. There was never a suitable place for him to hide. 
constantly running around yonder looking for somewhere to hide. But everywhere they ran, it left them completely exposed. There are some people that are running through this whole world looking for a suitable place to hide. And it's coming sooner or later. And when he comes in Revelation 6, 16, he says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, all the mighty men, and the mighty bondsmen, and the, and the free men, hid themselves in dens and caves, the rocks of the mountain. He said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sat upon this throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of the Lord, his wrath has come. Who's able to stand? Hey, yeah, I, I want to say, ain't this, this is funny. You've got to have completely faith completely faith in what I'm about to tell you. You've got to have more intellect than some of you got right now to believe what I'm getting ready to tell you. There are those Darwin and his friends think that we began as anebas and grew into cavemen. Well, my Bible says he knew you before you was in your mother's womb. I, I was not in some pond somewhere flapping around to get out to become a caveman. He knew me. But let me tell you what, I didn't come from a cave, but it says the Bible says, hey, they're going to go back to the caves. They're going to run to the caves. They're going to hide themselves, try to hide from them. They're looking for a suitable hiding place. But let me just tell you that there's only one hiding place. You can run here and there and run every way you want to, duck there, get in the caves. There's only one suitable hiding place. We're getting closer. Time is running out. Can I say man is not evolving? Man is devolving. Man ain't getting better. Man is getting worse. I don't care who you are. There's not one people in there getting better. Have you looked in the mirror lately? I can remember I had beautiful brunette hair. I remember. That was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> We're, we're not, you know, we're dying. In case you did not catch that, we're dying. We're, we're, we're decaying today. You, you, let me give you my impression of evolution. This is my impression of evolution. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's what we're doing. We, we start out good, but let me tell you what we were down. We got problems. We're, we're dying. We're going to die. Amen. We're decaying every second. But you know what man is looking for? Man is looking for a suitable place to hide. But when it's all said and done this morning, 
You know where to run to. They run to money. They run to entertainment. They run to education. Think, will I get smarter than God? But I'm telling you, there is only one hiding place that you and I can get to this morning that will not leave you exposed this morning. But thank God, one day I found that hiding place. It's going to shield me from the wrath of God. Paul said, I'm dead and my life is hid with Christ God. I, I, I am in Christ this morning. You say, yeah, but you're here in the flesh. Yeah, but I, I, I'm in Christ also. And he's going to shield me from the great day of the wrath of God that's coming. I will not be standing in the judgment myself. I've hidden myself in Christ. And on that day, I trust Christ. I found a hiding place that will protect me from all the wrath to come. Anybody ever heard of the name Corey Ten Boom? Corey Ten Boom. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. If you haven't read it, get a hold of it. I mean, you can Google it, read it online if you want to. It's a wonderful book. But what it is, her family was hiding the Jews in the Nazi occupation and wanted to hide them to keep them safe. And uh, what her father did, he built them a wall. It was bricks and had a bookcase on one side of it. And down at the bottom had a little hole, a panel that he could pull out. And what they would do was they'd crawl in there and they'd line up against the wall. There was hiding from the uh, Nazis. And the Nazis would see them go into the, into the house. But yet he'd hit them behind the wall. They couldn't be seen. They'd go in there and they'd tire the house up over and over and over. We know they're in here. We saw them come in here. But they couldn't find them because they were protected. Their wrath could not get to them. Can I tell you this? Jesus Christ is your hiding place. He's going to protect you from the wrath to come. He cannot get to you. The wrath will not get to you. I'm telling you, there is a hiding place that you need to get a hold of and grab a hold of it because He's coming back. Ready or not, He's coming back. Amen. I am, G I am glad Jesus is my hiding place this morning. So when the judgment of God falls on this world, those that have put their faith and trust in Christ have been born again through the gospel power, they will be hid from Christ in the, another world. I'm glad I have a hiding place this morning. And that hiding place is a picture of Noah's ark. Judgment comes. Noah is safe. The picture of the children of Israel in Exodus. The judgment comes, the destroyer comes, the firstborn to be killed. But those that were behind the blood, that had blood on the post of the doors, those that were in the house were saved. The wrath to come. You better have a hiding place this morning. You better have a Look at chapter 22. You better have a hiding place this morning. But also, you better have a happy position. This is the last prayer offered up in the Bible. Verse number 20. He which testified these things said, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. 
John is not saying, wait a little bit, Jesus, wait a little bit longer. John's not saying, I, I got a few things I need to take care of. No, John is saying, I wish you'd come right now. Right now would be just fine with me, Lord. You want to know something, ready or not, he's coming anyway. But some Christians are not prepared to meet him. If he came right now, if he just, right now he came, would he find you living for yourself? Not even a second thought, Jesus is on his, in the Bible. What are you all to be doing for God? If he came right now, Talking about a happy position, 1 Peter 4 and 13 says, But rejoice in as much as you partakers of Christ, suffering that, you, you, that where His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceedingly joy. I am just curious, if Jesus came back right now, would you have exceedingly joy? I mean, right now, if the trumpets sound and, and a twinkling in an eye, and we're leaving out of here, getting out of here. Will there be part of your heart saying, Lord, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't want to stand before him right now. Him knowing what I've been doing, him knowing what I've been thinking. I, no, 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 no. I don't want him coming back right now. haven't been living for him. I don't want him finding me like this. Or would you be able to say, I ain't perfect. We've all fall. But as far as my life goes, I'm trying to live for him. And I'm ready for him to come back. Ready right now, right now. Not precluding my heart, but Jesus coming back right now. You say, is it not possible Jesus coming? And somebody not warn you? You know what John said in 1 John chapter 2? And now, little children, abide in him, that when you shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. John said there are some of God's people. If Jesus showed up right now. They're going to say. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I know what the preaching is, preacher's been preaching about. But I want to live my life. All right. He's going to come when you're not looking for him. When you ain't ready, you're going to stand before Jesus Christ. And you're going to look at the one that died on Calvary. You're going to see the nail-scarred hand. Died for your wretched, sinful soul. That you ought to went to the cross. You ought to died and been in hell. You're going to look in the eyes of the Savior and you're going to see the one that saved your soul. And you didn't live for Him 
for that day. Most of us don't live for him in a day in our life. I hope you're comfortable taking the bride of the church. Taking it or leaving it. Our attitudes need to change. Jesus died for the church and gave himself to the church. I hope you're comfortable standing for the Lord knowing that he gave you a clear copy of his eternal word in your language this morning and said from say from age 10, 20, 30 years and some of us has never even once read the Bible through at one time. The only time most of us open our Bible is on Sunday morning when the preacher says turn here and we turn it there. That's the only time we read our Bible. The Lord gave you a copy of his word. Why don't you read it this morning? Some of you have never even given a track out. Some of you have never told anybody about Jesus coming back. I'm talking about saved people now. I don't know what it was like when I was young at home. Before I go to school in the morning, I had chores I had to do. I had to do some stuff. When I got home of school, I had some stuff I had to do. I, I, I had to mow the yard one time when I got home from school, but it was a nice day. And all the kids in the neighborhood, we decided we was going to go down in the woods and play. So we was down in the woods and playing, and oh man, it was getting later and later, and the sun was setting. About that time, it hit me. Oh no, I haven't mowed the yard. And I jumped up and I started, where are you going? I've got to go mow the yard. Why? Because he's coming back. Because I knew if I didn't do what my daddy told me to do, I knew what he would do. It wasn't going to be pleasant in my life. I'd run and I'd get just busy as I can doing what I was supposed to do. He told me to do this. Let me just say this. Jesus told us to do some certain things that, that we needed to accomplish. We need to tell the world about Him. You need to be a witness in this world about Him. And we're not telling nobody that He's coming back again. Ready or not? Here I come. Like I said, the first three times he said this, he, saw, he told it to the saved people. Saved people. And, and the reason I say this is because there's going to be days where your love for the Lord is not where it should be. I know. I know that. And you know what is, kicks in is that fear. It's that fear. The Bible says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I think a good healthy dose of fear toward the Lord works out real good. That love and that fear. There's going to be days your love for the Lord is not going to be where it's going to be. Your flesh is rotten and nasty. It's mine, same as mine. I don't love him like I should love him. But when you know what kicks in is that fear of him. And there's nothing wrong with having a fear of God. The one that sits on the throne and the earth is his footstool. 
There's nothing wrong with that. I'm telling you, he is on his way, and there's all kinds of things that he's told you and I to do, and we're not doing them. You better get done. I'd hit the altar, Lord, I haven't done this. I'd hit the altar, Lord, I need this. Ready or not, here he's coming. You better have a hiding place. You better have a happy position, but you better have an honest profession. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to your professing this morning as a sal our salvation, you have a good standing that you are. Where are you at? You claim that you're saved. You got saved. Are you good with that? Are you good with the place that you say you got saved? Are you good with the place you say I've got saved? Are you good with that? I'm good with mine. I'm good the night that Jesus came by my way and birthed me into his family. I'm good with that. I'm good with what I got. I'm glad that the Lord put in my life. Are you good with what he's got into your life? If Jesus comes this morning, are you 100% settled that you're leaving with the rest of us? Are you settled with that? There's something else he's told us to do and quickly. In chapter 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride said, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a, a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You say, what's that? That's him coming back for his sinner's friend. Because he's coming quickly, you better come quickly and get things right with God. I'm telling you, if you're here this morning and you don't have a solid profession of faith, knowing that you know Jesus Christ, where Jesus saved you and your soul changed, you just came this morning and you just come just like you are and God will change you. You say, my life is messed up. I know somebody can fix it. Yep. Preacher, I'm a sinner. Good. That's who Jesus came for, sinners. Preacher, you don't know how bad I am. I don't need to know. He already knows. He's never met a sinner so bad. He's never met a heart so black. He's never met a life so rotten and nasty that he is not willing to save this morning. If he come six times, Jesus said, come, I'm coming quickly. Come, I'm coming quickly. And now he's just telling at the end of the Bible, he said, because I'm coming quickly, you better come. You better come before I show up. He told the church, churches twice, repent or else. You better come or else. You say, what else? What else? I ain't even going to find out. I'm going to be on the other side. I'm going to be on the right side of this thing. I'm telling you this. I have a lot of faults. I have a lot of problems. I have a lot of failures. I'm glad my 
dead I'm doing my dead level best and trying to live for Jesus Christ. I messed up a lot. But when he comes back, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed. I wish he would come back right now. I've seen enough of this world. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go to the house. The only reason I'm still here and if I, I'm living, I'm still living for Jesus. If he came back today, I will be happy. But if he don't, I'll be up disappointed. But I'm going to get up tomorrow morning looking for him again. If he don't come tomorrow, I'm going to be disappointed. But I'm going to get up the next day and continue to look for him. I'm not ashamed. I'm ready for him to come back right now. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'd have to look in my life and say, Lord, there's some things in my life that I need to get right. I, I need to get some stuff right. I, I'm not where I should be. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be. I'd come to the altar this morning. I laid it on the altar. Ready or not, he's coming back. Let us stand.